Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing Fishing adventure. adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have a very special guest co-host with us today that knows a lot more about fishing, especially freshwater fishing, than I do. So uh, we're going to maybe see if we can learn a few things from Mark. Uh, Mark, welcome to Fish Talk Radio. Hey, thanks, John. Thanks for having me. No problem. Hey, the uh, uh, what we're going to be doing, I just uh, got back from uh, Mexico, actually last night, but the uh, we're planning on, we're, we're going to have a fun time, but Mark was scheduled to come in, but he didn't know he was going to be the co-host today, so <laughs> this will be interesting. You're, you're, uh, not only are you on, you, you are it. I'm in. I'm excited for sure, man. Okay. Well, what we're going to do today, Mark is an expert on, well, um, I don't know how they say it in your part of the country. Is it lures? Yes, sir, lures. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then maybe we'll get into, you know, how they work and why. And But uh, what we'd like to do, first of all, we would like to make sure that everybody knows they can go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to uh, this show and any one that they want to in the past, which uh, Mark has done. You just go tune in. You can find us almost anywhere. You can just put in Fish Talk or Fish Talk Radio on uh, Google search, and we're all over the place. But uh, if you go to the website, you can should be able to tune in uh, with very, if not uh, if not right now, then very quickly. But uh, you can go to fishtalkradio.com, and make sure you go to Fish Talk Radio Facebook and uh, give us a... Uh, a like or a join and see what we got going on there. We'd really appreciate it. And then real quickly, Mark, why don't you mention the name of your company? Um, my company is, is Lunker Box. Um, you can, you can find us on the, on, uh, on our, our, our webpage at lunkerbox.com. Okay. We're on uh, Pinterest, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, etc. Uh, all of those. Okay. All right. We'll talk about it a little bit more. First of all, we got to start off with a with a three minute break, and then we're going to get into shall we see the meat of it. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we'll be back with you in real quick. Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust sport fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust sport fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. Lake Kachuma is a California treasure. Bald eagles, deer, egrets, foxes, wild turkeys play on the banks and in the trees. Red ear, bluegill, bass and catfish inhabit the waters. Rainbow trout are planted on a regular basis and easily caught from boat or shore. Lake Kachuma Boat Rentals is a key to a successful day on the lake. Call 805-688-4040 for information. Tackle, skiff, or pontoon boat rental. Call Craig at 688-4040, 20 minutes north of Santa Barbara, Kachuma Boat Rentals for a day to remember. 
Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Clover Pass Resort, Ketchikan, Alaska, is in the heart of the salmon capital of Alaska. Walk a few yards to the dock and throw a line at king, silver, or pink salmon. Just a 90-minute direct flight from Seattle. You can be in your boat fishing the day you arrive. The calm waters at Clover Pass hold schools of salmon as well as halibut and rockfish. Clover Pass offers all-inclusive fishing packages starting under $1,000. For more information, call John at 877-FISHRAP. That's 877-FISHRAP. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have uh, Mark, which has come up with a great idea that we're going to be talking about a little bit later in the program, and we are going to be trying now to see if we can learn a little bit about if you happen to be successful in your catching and you want to know what to do with it, we're going to see if we can get in touch with an expert on that. But I just did get back from, from Mexico and brought some fish with me. And the way that it was processed and done, it'll last um, for six months or a year. And we'll let you know a little bit more about that in just a couple of minutes. And we are a, a little bit uh, unusual today because normally we have reports from Baja. We had three people lined up. But, you know, even in this modern age, cell service doesn't always work the way it's supposed to. So well, we're going to... See if we can maybe cut in a little bit later on. But in the meantime, we've got Mark, and then we're going to see if we can bring in. Uh, uh, we've got Eric from Butcher and Packer, hopefully on the radio there. Is he there? Okay. And, Hello. Okay, Eric, do we have you? Yeah. Oh, fantastic, Eric. Uh, this you're you are now on Fish Talk Radio, and what we talk talk a little bit about. I just got back from Baja and had some fish uh, processed down there. Actually, I've got my own vacuum machine down there. But we'd like to know from an expert how you can take your catch and the very best way, because I know in my freezer I've got fish that's over six months old, some a year, and it's just fine. So give us an idea how this can happen. Now, Butcher and Packer, is a, it's not somebody's two brothers' names. It's uh, You supply the, the butcher and packing industry with equipment, and you've got the expertise on knowing how to use it. So won't we let you ex- you know start from the beginning when you bring a fish aboard, and how do you make that the, the best of it to make it as fresh as possible for as long as possible? 
Uh, the main part that a lot of people don't realize is when you're vacuum packing or trying to vacuum pack with Ziploc bags, they leave air in the bags, and the air turns into freezer burn on your product when you put it in the freezer. The vacuum packaging machines, the chamber machines, um, the product you put in there and you put it inside the machine, it vacuums the, it takes the air out of the chamber, seals the bag, and then releases the air back into the chamber, and it vacuum, it takes the air completely out of the bags. So your product does not have any oxygen in the bags, and therefore when you go to freeze them, it has no freezer burn whatsoever. And you can go up to a year with uh, any type of vacuum packing as far as meat, fish, mm-hmm. poultry, things of that nature. Well, I can attest to that because, you know, when you go to Alaska once a year and it's got to last for the whole year when you bring back the salmon and halibut. And it really does. And obviously there's a slight degradation, but usually not until after six or nine months that you can even notice a difference. Yeah, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Yep. But now the the process that that you're describing. First of all, um, if you don't have good fish to start with, you're not going to end up with good fish just because you did it right. That's true. So the first thing you can do with fish is what? Well, definitely once you have them um, cleaned and gutted and filleted, um, what you want to do is rinse them off with water, pat them dry. Um, you don't want to leave too much moisture in the bag. Mm. And um, that's when you put them inside the bags, put, them in, put the bags inside the machines. The machines do the rest of the work. Mm-hmm. Um, food savers, they're another type of vacuum machine, but they don't tend to always take all the air out of the bags. Mm-hmm. The chamber machines are more designed for commercial use, for mm-hmm. caterers and things of that nature. Well, I think most people listening are familiar you know, with the, uh, I guess what you call them is the sucky bags that tries to suck the air out of the bag. Yeah, and yeah. you know, from what I understand, that it'll pull it down to about eighteen inches of mercury, where the chamber machine will take it down there absolute uh, zero. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And yep. you know, I've I owned uh, more than a couple of those before I finally gave up and got one of yours. <laughs> but uh, um, it, and what a difference! The cost of the bag, uh, the longevity. It, it's, it, it makes good sense. If you're going to be um, doing a lot, if you're an avid hunter or fisherman, as a matter of fact, um, it reminds me, I just lent my, um, my machine to somebody that went hunting, and he wanted to seal up his bags with it, and, and those vacuum bags don't do it, especially if you've got a lot, because they'll do a few pieces okay, and then they kind of heat up and they don't work so well. So it's better than nothing, but if, if you can get one of the chamber machines, what do they start at? Well, the one that we have starts at twenty three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and it's a pump, it's an oil pump machine, rotary. Oh, and uh, it has ten programs on it where you can program for different products as far as pulling the vacuum. Mm-hmm. And it has a twelve inch seal bar, and uh, you could fit a ten by fifteen bag in there easy. Wow. Well, I know that the one I've got from you guys was uh, one of the earlier models that's more mechanical, but I've had it for, gosh, seven, eight years. And if you amortize that, you know, over a period of time, because they don't wear out, and you never have to replace them, and the parts are available if something happens, but you know, instead of paying, say, 35, 50 cents a bag, you're paying seven to 10 cents a bag. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. You take the major hit up front, but you make that money up in the long run with the the superiority of the machine and the cheaper bags. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's, if there's a couple other things that, you know, some tips that you might give us, 
on um, now would you would you recommend putting any flavoring or anything in the in when you, when you vacuum seal it either the meat or meat the fish I've or meat? done that in the past actually um, mm-hmm. my son and I um, mix some marinades with some chicken mm-hmm. and we actually vacuum packed it with the slurry oh and it turned out very nice after we took it out of mm-hmm. the we let it thaw out mm-hmm. we took it out of the bags mm-hmm. put it right on the grill it was excellent well yeah. another another thing that i found also is that if you use the, the right equipment you can when you go to the grocery store and buy fresh fish it may be three to five days old or more and you know if you you know it's I guess they call it fresh because it hasn't been frozen, but if you bring the fish home uh, the day you catch it and put it in these vacuum bags, you can put it without freezing it you know, in the refrigerator for five, seven, eight days, and it comes out just like the day you got it. Yeah, yeah. So freezing yep. freezing it works well. Yeah, what but. you're mainly doing is is just getting rid of all the oxygen. Mm-hmm. And what and about then, the material in the bags itself? Uh, the the outside of the bag is polyethylene, and the inside of the bag is nylon. Mm-hmm. So when you when you see it seal, you wonder why the outside doesn't burn like the inside and seal. That's because it's two different uh, types of material. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. So you need to have that because it'll melt and and seal it. Correct. Oh, yep. I see. And yeah, the, the di- inside mm-hmm. of the bag is um, is a nylon material, and the mm-hmm. outside is a polyethylene, which has a higher melting point. Okay. So, oh, well, and, and, it, and it does. And, and again, uh, the kind of machine you're talking about, you know, but if you buy one of the cheaper ones, um, you buy uh, two or three or four of those over a period of three or four years, uh, you might as well have bought the right one the first time. Yeah, the motors on those uh, little machines are, are like the kind of motor that pumps air into a fish tank. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that, uh, you know, if, if it, you know you're, that machine you're talking about must weigh, what, 50, 60 pounds? Um, it's closer to 80. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's the deal. And then, uh, then that's, that's the kind of machine that people use that, uh, for processing fish, uh, commercially. Yeah. That's, you know what? And it's, it's the best way to go because, um, you know, like you're, you're saying what you want to do, you know, you're going out there, you're paying money for fishing, you're coming back, you want that product preserved. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the only way to do that is to vacuum pack it, right. well, either commercially or by yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of good rods and reels, you can run you that much. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> great. And then uh, let's mention Butcher and Packer because you guys have almost everything. So it's uh, Butcher, just like you, where you buy your meat from, and then Packer would be somebody that uh, packs meat. So it's butcher-packer.com, is that yeah. right? That's correct. And, yep. then, and our website is very friendly. It's, it's a great website. You guys should check it out. Well, as a matter of fact, if anybody's interested in smoking fish, and maybe we'll bring you back on for that at a different time, uh, you've got all the equipment, all the mixes, or making uh, sausages out of almost anything. So Absolutely. We're gonna have yep. to, we have the, the brine for marinating and uh, for, you know, for salmon. We got the small smokers for the, mm-hmm. for the just for the, right, commer- for you know, the, okay. the residential guy. And gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It's, well, it's we appreciate cool. that. We, 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 you know, unless you want to hang around for another segment, uh, do you have time? No, oh, I'm actually I'm on. Okay. I'm on my way no, we'll we'll let you, right we'll now. let you go. We'll get we'll get you at another time. Thank you very okay. much. We appreciate that, and we will get back with you, Eric. And okay. you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Uh, this is John Hennigan, and we're going to come back with Mark in a minute. But very interesting stuff about how to care for your catch. We'll be right back. Go to CorkFishTalkRadio.com. Yeah. Oh,
S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-382-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean modern boats with professional friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep sea adventure by calling 805-382-1612. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at V-A-G-A-B-U-N-D-O-S dot com or call 800-474-BAJA. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio, and that was that was great. And we're going to have to get those guys back on again. They really do anything that you want for processing uh, fish and game. Uh, it's a phenomenal resource. Uh, they're very quick. Obviously, you know you're probably not going to walk into their store because they're not a retail outlet. But they will sell to anybody, any product, a lot of the stuff in, in larger quantities. But uh, I would definitely recommend to go to their website. You can spend half a day looking around and doing your Christmas shopping right there. But, Mark, let's get back to you a little bit. First of all, let's talk about um, Lunkerbox. Okay. What do you want to know, John? Well, <laughs> tell us uh, why you're doing it, what it is, how long you've been doing it, and how it works. Wonderbox is a is a relatively um, the new company to the scene. Obviously, um, we 
we've been involved in the, the outdoors fishing and, and hunting our, our entire entire lives. Um, the idea, um, my wife actually was 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 instrumental in coming up with the, the idea of, of uh, starting Lunker Box and and focusing on uh, on fishing and the fishermen's needs. And so, simply put, we're a product uh, discovery platform company, and you know our goal is to um, to find custom lures. Um, lures that are that are made by fishermen for fishermen get those to our subscribers that we sell monthly subscriptions to um we deliver our boxes stuffed full of these custom lures to uh to our subscribers on a monthly basis um you know we pride ourselves on customer service after the sale I, i'm available on the phone seven days a week for our customers out there i i try my best to to give them all the advice that, that they may need if it's a new lure that they haven't seen before to make sure that they're, they have the contact information uh, information for the manufacturer and the builder of that product uh, so that they can order future products, you know, directly through that manufacturer. Um, and we're in it in it for the long haul. It's uh, I love my job. This is a, it's the coolest thing that, uh, that I've ever I've ever done. I've come from a construction background, multi-generational on my father's side, and uh, I'm just extremely blessed to be able to do something that, that I love and to be able to do it with, uh, with my wife and my, and my son. And well, instead of going fishing, you decided to get into the other side of it, huh? Yeah. You know, and we, we do some guide trips and some different, and some different stuff like that. My, uh, my son is 15 years old and he fishes competitively for, uh, for his high school team and also does some, some FLW, uh, sanctioned events, uh, outside of, outside of his high school team as well. And we're really big into into supporting youth. Um, it's a it's a huge deal. People helped help help me out when I was younger, and and taught me things about the, you know the this industry, and it's something that I definitely want to pass on. Um, and so we're we've actually got a tournament tomorrow here in Austin, Texas. Um, he fishes for the Lake Travis high school team. It's a fan tournament, which stands for Faith Anglers Network, is what it is. Um, and it's just a, a, a great thing to be a part of. Um, so just really excited to be a, a, a part of that and be able to give back to the, you know, mm-hmm. to the community and, and, and pass it on. Well, and you, I guess you've taken your passion. You're a, a, a bass angler also? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. And so you've probably got a little bit of experience using some of this stuff. Yeah, lots of experience. In fact, we field test. Um, typically, the way that it works is... Our um, our partners are the manufacturers, the vendors that we use for the products that we put into our lunker boxes and send to our subscribers. Uh, they will send us samples of, of new products as they come out with them, um, possibly products that they feel like that aren't getting the recognition that they deserve, you know, for whatever reason. And we take and we field test every single product. Um, and if it doesn't meet, you know, if it's not up to snuff, then, then we give that feedback to our you know, to our partner, to the manufacturer, and we don't put it in the in the box. And so, just like today, just a few minutes ago, when we were speaking before the show started, I was on the water, and I'm on it on it almost every single day. Um, you know, fortunately, I live really close to uh, to two lakes, to Lake Austin and to uh, and to Lake Travis here in Texas, and it's not not too far of a commute. But we stay hooked up to the boat more than we're unhooked from it. Mm-hmm. Well, so you probably know a little bit about, uh, as we, I guess you call it in Texas, lures. 
explain that to me real quick. What is uh Well, what, we we what? we call them lures. But uh <laughs> Oh, you're you're speaking about our dialect here in yeah. the beautiful state of Texas. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, that's that's funny, and it, it is. It's it's deep. It's something that uh, it's a deep dialect, and it's something you have or you don't. And it yeah. helps. It helps us identify people that aren't from here. Yeah, um, there you go. <laughs> well, I know that uh, one one time somebody told me that uh, um, you 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 know almost everybody drives a pickup, and it's it's either on its way to go get the boat or it's hauling a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's a, the coolest thing about. I was going to make mention of this a minute ago. Um, you know, I mean, when you're married, and a lot of times, and I'm, I'm fortunate in the fact that my wife she she doesn't do a lot of uh, bass fishing, but she's a she's a passionate uh, saltwater angler, um, and, and and I am as well. More so than more so than I am freshwater, but because of my son's interest in freshwater, obviously we're going to support him. And he he has dreams of a uh, of potentially going pro, and I don't know that there's any reason because the sport is so. I'm not trying to get off on something else here, but related to it, the sport is so young. It's you know thirty thirty plus years young, so to speak. And I mean, I, I had lunch yesterday with a representative from Mercury Marine, and they're literally just waiting for him to turn eighteen so that they can they can stick an outboard on his boat, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just such a such a great. A great deal, but the, if I wasn't doing this with Lunkerbox, my wife would never let me have as many fishing products. Oh, oh there you go. There you go. I feel like a 12-year-old kid sometimes, all the all the stuff that we've got, especially at the end of the month when we're filling our boxes for right. our clients. Yeah. Great. Um, well, let's let's get into a little bit. We're going to have plenty of time, I think, to talk about this. But um, I think that you know, you, when you when you go fishing, you've got some basic components. I mean, obviously, the hook and the hook or the lure would be you know the single one, and then attached to that is something that attaches it to a reel um, and the rod, and those things all have to work together. You know, the the reel has uh, uh, drag, which is a clutch. Uh, the the rod has the bend, line has stretch, and then but you've got to hook it, and then you know that's basically what the equipment is. But in order for it to get that hook, um, there's <laughs> there's got to be a reason for that. Uh, first of all, let's start with the fish itself. Wh- why would they take a lure, or why would they take a bait? Or, you know, I think that's a, uh, I think there's two answers to that question, um, and and. You know, I try to keep, I try to stay extremely practical uh, about everything, and, and the the great thing about that, the outdoors, is you're able to do that. You know, be practical about what that that animal or that that fish is doing and why they're doing it, and then let's let's be humans and let's apply some science to that. Mm-hmm. And and that's the best way that I think that we can go. And obviously, we're we're challenged, and that's why we do it. But that's the best way that we can be humans and be at the top of the food chain. And so. You know, I, the fish in this in this instance for what we're talking about here, um, they're going to eat because they're genetically programmed to eat. If they don't eat, they die. If they die, then they can't reproduce. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the note of reproduction, uh, a lot of the bass baits, and, and it's this way with, with fish um, all across the board, uh, you know, even your, your offshore fish, your bays, your your fish that you catch in the flats, the, the reds and the speckled trout, et cetera, um, a, a predatory 
uh, we call them reaction baits, and I'm sure there's other terms that you could use, but those are uh, our reaction strikes, rather. And reaction baits get reaction strikes. And, you know, fish don't have arms. Uh, they don't have legs to kick or punch or claw or like a bear or, or, or something like that. All they have is their mouth, and, and they use that for protection. They Protection for their self, protection for their, their nest, protection for their eggs. And so I really think that those are the two main reasons why you get the, the, the lure and, uh, and the hook. And in the fish's mouth, you know, it's either they're hungry or it's a reaction. It's a reaction bite. Okay. So a reaction bite is, is what you're talking about. Because, um, you know, when you see advertisements and, you, gosh, there must be, I don't know how many hundred um, bait and uh, lure manufacturers. But, you know, they keep coming out with new ones all the time. But what is it that the, the professional anglers use? As far as to get to, to get a, a a reaction strike or a bite out of a, a out of a fish, is right? And are there, are there the standards that you normally use? You know, I would think anything that, uh, that is is threatening. You know, and obviously I'm not a fish, um, but after years and years and years of doing it, and and I mean I do this 18 hours a day and, and get lots of feedback from lots of professional anglers. Um, buzz baits are are a great bait. Um, even some topwater. Some, some topwater strikes, especially for bass when they're nesting, uh, that can be something that can be intimidating to a fish, you know. Uh, if you drag a shadow over the top of a fish that's sitting on, you know, on its nest, and, and that's something that, that is threatening to that, mm-hmm. you know, to that fish. Um, smaller fish eat, eat smaller things. I mean, it's just the pyramid of, of, of it. And I know that my son has gotten some great YouTube video. Um, we're really fortunate. We've got some, some tanks that have, some really nice largemouth bass, some tanks and ponds, whatever you want to call them, around the golf courses in mm-hmm. the neighborhood that we live in. One of his favorite things to do is to attach his uh, GoPro mm-hmm. to his arm. There you go. And go yeah, and, and okay. go uh, go get some some film. Yeah. Of, um, see what know, they the do bass. underwater. See what they're doing underwater. Well, you know what? Let's talk about that. Uh, that's a great idea. But we got a lot more to talk about. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come right back with you, Mark. Make sure that you do uh, go to fishtalkradio.com and you can listen to this show and many others and make sure that you go and like us on Facebook at Fish Talk Radio. So we'll be back with you momentarily. Mark, don't go anywhere. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan, host of Fish Talk Radio. This is Common Sense Conservation, brought to you by Santa Monica Seafood. We have Bob Wade from Santa Monica Seafood. Bob, what do we have going today? The question on the table is about the life cycle and the return of how salmon, with their indigenous blueprint on their brain, perform a great value for us in the dining world to have a consistent, sustainable resource. As we know, salmon are produced in fresh water. 
small amount of time in rivers. They migrate out to the ocean, and they spend anywhere between three and five years in an environment in the ocean, living, breathing, until Mother Nature rings an intrinsic bell in their head to return to their river of birth. Very interesting opportunity. And the more that we can return to the ocean on birth, obviously through water, making sure rivers have plenty, impediments like hydro impingements, dams, is going to allow more to return to the nature that they were born and raised in. We harvest these animals as they return to finish the life cycle in a saltwater environment. They'll return to a freshwater environment, complete life cycle with a long endurance migration back up through freshwater to breed and then perish. But even with their perishing, they will supply into the back into the life cycle of our river systems that will supply animal life, protein life to sustain the river systems that we've become so used to enjoying. Santa Monica Seafoods works for sustainable fisheries. Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. First named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we do have Mark from, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Lunker Box, that uh, he's a professional angler. He knows a little bit about lures, or I guess in Texas they say lures, but, 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 uh, and then we haven't talked about live bait, dead bait, or fresh bait, or plastics, or buzzes, and, but, you know, one thing that, that, uh, I kind of get the sense, Mark, that there's a lot of people that manufacture lures that catch anglers, but they don't do such a good job of catching fish. You know, you see the ones where they have advertised it, it rattles, it buzzes, it, uh, you know, it drives fish crazy. And, you know, you know, it's because, God, that seems to make sense. I think I'll try that. But, you know, you don't see the professional bass anglers uh, getting stuff that they, you know, that uh, uh, if you, you, you send in and, and get it on TV and with free shit or just pay shipping and handling or something. But uh, uh, so we would like to go back over that a little bit about, you know, some of the standards. But let's start off with why they take the bait in the first place. You did mention that it can be uh, kind of a, a reactionary strike, and that would be as a matter of defense. So, like, if a bass is on its nest and it's got eggs and it's trying to protect the nest and something comes by, then, you know, they, like I said, they, you know, they can't, they can't punch it or run away. Uh, and they've only got one defense. And what is that? Well, obviously, that would be their, you know, 
would be their mouths. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think something, we didn't make mention of it earlier, but um, I, I should have. It just, uh, mm-hmm. it's, you know, a, a, a lot of it, uh, in my opinion, is territorial as well. Um, and that goes for, you know, for breeding purposes, uh, just for survival purposes in general, you know, to, to be able to mark it out. And that's just a natural thing that every animal, um, you know, even, even, even humans, your, your yard is your yard. And, and, you know, I, I think that a lot of uh, the reaction bites are based off of, hey, you're here, I'm bigger than you, or, you know, you're not going to eat my bait fish, you're not going to, you're not going to breed with my mates, and you're not going to eat my potential children. <laughs> so, so so I'm going to eat you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, the only thing I can do is eat you before you eat me. Yeah. <laughs> that, old, that old adage there, you know. Right. So let's just say that you've got a, let's, let's, let's take a bass, but it doesn't have to be a bass that's uh, sitting on a nest. And so you would have usually what smaller fish that would go after the eggs or after the nest. Yeah, I've actually seen small sunfish, and, and I'm talking, you know, probably an inch and three quarters, inch and three quarter long, almost act like um, like a, a a gang, oh. and, and and taunt a bass. Uh, I mean, I've seen it and watched it multiple times. So it'll be a bass, and he's sitting on the he's sitting on that nest, and and those. Those small fish will try will and pull up. them off. Yeah, yeah. But one will come to pull him off, and he'll go. He'll go for that one, and then the other one will swoop in. And and, and we've all seen fish work together. We've seen uh, them ball bait, bait balls up mm-hmm. with tuna and, and right. you know and, and wahoo, et cetera. And and they're working together. I don't yeah. think they had a, a meeting prior to, but you know it's natural. Instinctively, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. And and he'll start chasing those off, and then I've tied on I've tied on a lure, a fluke or something that resembled that. You know that fish that was taunting that bass, uh-huh. and had it hit it when it wouldn't hit anything else. Yeah, you know? so you're—it's not necessarily matching the hatch, but you're matching, you know, what's, uh, you know, that the that the bass is, you know, is after to get rid of. Sure, it, it, absolutely. You know, it, and that's just that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't—I think that that's something that I wish that the, the powers that be is the wrong way to put it. But I wish there was some more time spent research uh, on research of, about things of that nature, versus what you were saying. Uh, you know, the research that's being spent, the, the money and time by these tackle companies, because I know it is being spent. The research that catches my eye when I walk through a Bass Pro Shop, mm-hmm. because they're fishing. You have to fish for your client as well. You know, I, I see. I see their point on that. But you know, I just uh, the biologist in me well, just wants to know um, a little bit more about what. What makes those those fish uh, do make reaction uh, bites and things of that nature? You know? Okay. Well, we talked about guarding the nest uh, is a reaction strike, and again, you know, you know, a, what what's the main purpose of a of a fish to survive? How does it do that? I mean, what's what's their what's their role in life? Well, the, their role in life is to you know is obviously to eat and make right. make sure that they're there. Right. To, to rear their young and, right. and continue continue the, right. the, the species, and it's so, just, it's burnt into their DNA. Right. So their you know their job is to eat, and Correct. and like you said, they can't uh, you know they they can't go to a restaurant and order what they want, and they you know they can't sit on the couch and have somebody bring it to them. So you know they got to go look for it. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is 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 unsaid. You know, I mean, you watch any animal to you know to jump to to, to deer and dogs mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Uh-huh. They don't have to fight. For them to establish a hierarchy, um, you know, and I, but I do know that, that, that we're talking about bass. So I'll use that as an example. That that bass is not 
not stupid, and it knows that it only has so much uh, area in that water, and it can only hold so much to eat. Its refrigerator, so to speak, is only so big. And, you know, if, if other bass are threatening that, um, I don't know how they communicate with, with each other, but I've seen bass chase off other bass as yeah. well, mm-hmm. you know. Well, so, and then, so how do they, if, if they're looking for something to eat, what senses do they use to find it? Well, obviously, I think, and you brought up a, a good point earlier when we were talking in the at the start of the segment, um, you know, when it's dark, but it, my first, my knee jerk would be to say, would be sight, if they're able to see. Yeah, you know, I've moved, I think most predatory animals, um, and, and fish included, are hunt off of sight. You, t- you catch a flash of movement, and then automatically your other senses kick in. You know, so you've got sight, you've got smell, um, you know, possibly taste, which I, I don't taste associated with smell, you know, in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's that's probably where it would start. I'm sure there's some other senses that I've, you know, that I'm not mm-hmm. completely well-versed in, but I would... I would think that that would be the foundation of what would. Uh, well, what they, would as I said, they, they they don't they they have olfactory, but but they don't have noses, and then the lateral lines are apparently very critical, and and that's that's is that where they get uh, uh, vibrations and sense of when there's other fishing around is by is by the uh, uh, the movement in the water, the vibration. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that that's something that we've just scratched the surface on scientifically because it, you know what. Uh, a trolling motor has a vibrate. Uh, it, it has a vibration, but it's not the same uh, vibration as as another mm-hmm. fish. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it, and, and so it, that those two different vibrations are recognized mm-hmm. by that fish. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about uh, they they strike for protection or guarding their territory. Uh, they will strike because they're hungry, um, and I guess uh, you know those would be the. Would be the kind of the primary reasons, and and smell um, has to have something. I mentioned if you're down in 200, 300 feet of water, fishing for halibut, they can't see it, so they must be able to smell it. Sure, and and each species of fish is going to rely, depending on its environment and and what its uh, what environment it's genetically programmed to live in, 200, 300 feet of water. uh, I think that their sense, whatever that sense is, is going to be stronger. Because of that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, you know, I mean, if, that, if that's is, yeah, mm-hmm. Halibut's not going to rely as much on his on his his eyesight because he doesn't need to, and it doesn't apply to his involvement. And so that just goes back to you know evolution, mm-hmm. the, you know, the basic principle of how that mm-hmm. species has evolved to survive when other species have not in that particular environment. You mm-hmm. know, well, you're talking about smell also. I, you know, there's a lot of rumors and you know in, in urban legends. Everybody, you know, the fish scent. You know, of course, WD-40. You're supposed to spray it out anything, and it catches fish. I, I, I don't know if that's true, but uh, I, I kind of doubt that <laughs> that it's that it's that real. But you know, if you take a let's say you take a plastic bait and uh you know that's been sitting in a plastic bag and and you take it out um is it going to smell you know like something natural you know in my in my opinion absolutely not and I, i've just uh, i've never been able to get past that and you know everyone's got an opinion and it goes both ways and i've had lots of high level conversations with lots of really intelligent uh anglers and outdoorsmen and you know, I mean, you can look at the bag, you can open the bag, you can handle uh, some soft plastics by some wonderful companies, and your hands are greasy. I mm-hmm. mean, you definitely don't want to wipe your, your white shirt with those hands. Mm-hmm. And well, I know, I just know that as that, right. you know, to, again, to use bass, as that, that right. fish approaches that bait, it's got to taste well, that. Yeah, what, what about what about the scent from your hands? Is that is that important at all? 
I think it's extremely important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think anything that's foreign, and that's that's my problem with uh, well, it's not a problem, but that's my point of contention with the petroleum-based uh, soft plastics, it, because that particular scent is foreign in that environment. You know, and you can take it. I think anything that's foreign, that some things may be attracted that are foreign. You know, but in, in my opinion, and I like to keep everything as close to what that fish is used to seeing on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. as possible. You know, and it's not used to smelling nail polish or uh, or bologna on mm-hmm. this on your hand. Yeah, you know? right. Okay. Well, no, I think that's that's all. <laughs> Things are keep getting more and more complicated. But we talked about all the different lures that are that are available out there. But uh, you know, would you say that you know the basics that are tried and true are, are probably the the best way to go? Even if they don't seem to be working, they're still the best bet. Yeah, it, it, every single time. And, and if you if you spend a lot of time and you listen to what, uh, especially you know some of these bass pros, uh, you know uh, Greg Hackney, uh, Kevin Van Dam, uh, Mike Iaconelli. You know, and you you look at and listen to them. They will tell you. You know, they're carrying three simple colors, and they, and they vary. You know, but typically they've got, you know, some type of, um, you know, watermelon pumpkin seed. Obviously, a, mm-hmm. a black, a chartreuse. I mean, and those are their. They they just they all kind of stay around the, the the main central colors. And there's definitely deviations there. I think anglers in general, and I'm guilty of this myself. And it doesn't matter what species I'm targeting. Right. We we would like to. There's, there's a, we always think there's a reason why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fishing. Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. But uh, I think we're coming to the close of this one. Uh, but before we go, uh, your, your website is? It's, uh, it's lunkerbox.com. Just one word, lunkerbox.com. Correct. Okay. Very simple. And then you've got a great program going. We don't have time to go into it right now, but it's all over your website. So I want to make sure you do that. And then make sure you listen to us on fishtalkradio.com and visit us on Facebook at Fish Talk Radio. Uh, we appreciate that. Mark, we're going to be talking to you some more. So we're going to end this particular segment, and we will appreciate you tuning in. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA.
Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Want to add more excitement behind the wheel? Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline and experience a drive that comes alive. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. And now you can save big on Shell fuels. Just sign up free for the Fuel Rewards Network program and receive at least $0.03 per gallon instantly on every fill-up. For full offer and details, visit FuelRewards.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. Wow, Mark. You know, a lot of people probably know a lot about fishing, but, you know, I think what you did is brought us back to the basics. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's really what you've got to consider, and, and that's the people that catch fish. Um, you know, they, whatever lure you're using... Um, whether just because it doesn't work now doesn't mean it's it's not one of the best ones you can be using. And if you're if you're not catching fish, maybe there's a reason for it, and you probably uh, should. Now, another thought that I'm thinking is when you're when you're trolling in the ocean with uh, feathers or different lures, uh, a good captain will pull those in and change them about every oh twenty minutes or so, because if one's not working, then they try something else. Um, how does that equate to freshwater? You know, it's it's the same way. Typically, with uh, with with freshwater, our you know our goal is to do a couple of different things, especially when you're when you're under the time constraints of a of a tournament. Um, which make no mistake, tournaments are a grind, uh, and you you have every cast counts. And so, you you go out there with a game plan. You've got your you've got uh, your lures and 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 your your rods and your reels and everything tied on with your go to bait. And if they're not, if one's not working, you, you throw it down and you grab the next one and you go right to work. And what you're trying to do is establish a pattern. And whatever that pattern may be, whether it's a color, it's a presentation, um, it's it's a, the the part of the lake that you're you know that you're fishing on. Um, and and that's that's the reason why you see it. It's the same premise out there when you're out there in that blue water. I mean, mm-hmm. they're trying to establish a pattern and see what they're biting on. And then, you know, you have a list of 10 things that are variables that you can't control, and you're just trying to start crossing things off that list until you get it narrowed down to where it's manageable, and that's when you start catching fish. Okay. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, about the lure itself. Now, Lunkerbox, uh, you know, you, you supply lures, and, you know, you get a, a, a great program. Where is it, like $15 a month or something like that? And you get, uh, you get new ones every month to try out? Yes, sir. It, we're running a special right now where it's five dollars for your first month. It's fifteen dollars for for every other month after after that. You get um, you know, you you get new new custom lures, and I want to stress the word custom. We're not just filling a box. Um, 
new custom lures that have been field tested and they're delivered straight to your door um, every, every every single month. Wow, no, that's something I always look something to look forward to. For that price, that's great. And then you know the other things that are important when when you are out there fishing is uh, you know it's 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 not just about you know the bait or the lure that you're using. We never even talked about live bait. What are your thoughts on that? You know, depending on what species that uh, a fish that you're going after, and, and obviously if you're doing it, you know, purely because of the the recreational value, or if you're in some type of tournament, um, live bait, in my opinion, is, is the the best bait that can be used because it's natural. Yeah. It, it's the closest to what they're genetically programmed to. Right. Uh, well, you, you know, as you mentioned, freshwater, you know, you just get a cane pole with some thread on it and a hook and a, a night crawler, and your eyes are pretty good. Oh, yeah. Those guys over, especially over in the, the deep south, over in Florida and places like that where they have really big bass, on, you know, 15, 16, 18, 20-pound yeah. bass, yeah. Uh, they get in those lily pads, and there's probably not a guy that doesn't carry a bucket of worms with you. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Mark, I'm afraid we're coming to the end of this one, but uh, it's uh, um, certainly been a lot of fun. The uh, um, you know, a couple of things. First of all, we want to do our bookkeeping and make sure that you do pay attention and go to fishtalkradio.com. Go to uh, Facebook, uh, which is Fish Talk Radio on Facebook. And then you have a uh, Lunker Box. Go to lunkerbox.com. And it looks like, uh, looks like they're chasing us out of here. So we appreciate that, Mark, and we're going to get you back on again. So go ahead and get in touch with them, get in touch with us, and we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks, Mark. Yes, sir. Fishing